This episode is brought to you by Eero. Never think about Wi-Fi again. Get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package in one year of Eero Plus. Visit Eero.com and at checkout, enter code GOG. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. I want to wish a laurel and hearty birthday to my co-host Jason DeFilippo, who had his birthday yesterday, uh, two days ago by the time this podcast comes out. And uh, I'd like to tell him after I listen to uh, thanks again to Chris Lockhead, who co-hosted for me and let me have a bit of a vacation. I brought home uh, maple cookies, but my son ate them all. I figured. But I have <laughs> something else for you for your birthday, so don't worry. <laughs> Okay. God damn it. <laughs> Never getting my maple cookies. No, you're not, because you can get them at Trader Joe's. So chill They're out. not as good. They're terrible compared <laughs> to that, man. Not like yeah. the real thing. I still mm. have some leftover from Fireside that I've kept in the freezer, so I'm still I still got a stash. You're pathetic. So, I am, on. but they're on, so good. No, no. Oh, so this is my third show today. Fun time. I'm sorry. It's a. Uh, it's nice to be back. My kid is a. Uh, you may hear him in the background. We're we're jet lagged and trying to move on to returning schedules and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, I had a very nice time in Canada land. It was great. Maybe some news about that in the next couple of months. But we'll talk. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good to have you back. It's good yes. to have you back. It's nice to be back in my normal setup. You sound wonderful. I hear your your dulcet tones. Or what? What did that woman tell you? Um, uh, yeah, the golden throat. Tones. Oh yeah, dulcet tones. <laughs> okay. Not the golden but actually, throat. If you go back and listen to it, you you're the one that made that up. She didn't say that at all. Oh, I totally made that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was you. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got a little follow up here. Tesla mm. has fixed its dangerous dog mode bug. Right. So, yes, Rahul Sood has tweeted out that, yes, it has been fixed. So good on uh, Tesla for fixing that pretty quick. Bad on Tesla for fucking it up in the first place. Agreed. But to be fair, if you didn't fuck with your fucking phone settings while you're inside the store, <laughs> it would have worked just fine. Actually, no, it was it was when he was still in the car. He was setting the fan speed in ah, the car. OK, so that overrode dog mode. OK, so. fair enough. That needs to be fixed and they fixed it. So good on them. That's the yep. way customer support is supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Tweet at yeah. The, the billionaire owner and have him go <laughs> fix your shit. <laughs> That's the way the world works now, Jason. <laughs> it is. It's kind of scary. Kind of scary. Yes. And related to your discussion about the ladies in the tube and all the uh, news that has been coming out about uh, basically people getting bitch slapped about, uh, oh, hey, people listen to the things that we say. Well, yes, <laughs> because, you know, AI doesn't exist. It's people. So that's what's happening. Uh, but in response to that, Amazon has finally joined Google and Apple as well. Very quick response when all of a sudden the world freaks out. Interesting how that happens. Yeah, public uh, and, shaming still works. Yes, public shaming works. It's the only way to get anything done anymore. So now Amazon is also allowing you to opt out of human review of its voice assistant recordings. Uh, this was announced on Friday. And uh, we have a link in our show notes that will run you through the way to basically opt out of Google, Apple, or Amazon recording processes. And I suggest you do so. Well, Apple's pretty easy because they suspended it on their end. Right. Yeah, Apple is kind of done and done. Basically, the instructions tell you to turn off Siri completely, (laughs) (laughs) which is fair enough. And I have to say, I I, after I read this, I went into my because the only lady in the tube I have is the Amazon. I never use Siri and I don't have a Google one. Um, They made it so you can basically batch delete all your previous stuff without uh, scrolling through and doing everything one by one, which we talked about 
it previously, that was the only way to do it. You can now batch delete your entire history. Okay, but you can't just say stop. Don't save. No, these. no, no. You can turn it off as well. That's, oh, that's, that's one of the new things they rolled okay, out. So it's it. complete. Okay. You can opt out of it completely and delete every single recording that was already saved. Oh, well, good for them. Finally. Of course. Caveat here. What does delete mean? True. True that. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot see it anymore. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Visibility set to hearability set to zero. Yeah. Hearability. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Apple, though, I had to make a pilgrimage today. Mm. The mall. I went to the mall. Let me guess. You spent some money. Unfortunately, I had to. Yes. <laughs> GOG or Patreon.com <laughs> slash GOG. Sorry. Surprisingly enough, though, all the nickels and dimes I've saved up through our Patreon subscribers and mm. our donations actually yeah. paid for my trip to the Apple store today. So thank you, everybody. You really? Did, uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys, all, okay, well, all our Patreon subscribers, you guys literally bought me, uh, bought baby a new pair of shoes. So thank there you. There you go. Yeah. I've been saving this up in my PayPal account for quite some time for a rainy day. And oh boy, it's raining. Oh, my Is my, it raining men, Jason? No, it's not. It's raining battery acid is what it's raining because the battery on my 2014 MacBook Pro finally, finally decided to go tits up. And uh, <laughs> instead of having it fixed, which I'm like, eh, it's... It's big, it's old, it's heavy, but it does have ports. I will say that. I'm going to miss it. had ports. ports. <laughs> yeah, it had ports. I could actually plug things into it. If you get I, it fixed, you can actually just use it as a hub. Connect it to your new computer. <laughs> That's it. It'll be a hub. <laughs> the world's most expensive USB hub. God. Uh, so I, I went out and I got the new MacBook Air. I got the 13-inch oh. MacBook Air. All right. 13-inch. Yeah, it's a so little it's small. Wee. It's a little weak. But I tell you what, it's light as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most of the time I'm using my laptop is when I'm sitting in bed at night doing emails or in the morning picking Isn't out Isn't that show what you're almost as expensive as a laptop uh, iPad is supposed to be for? It does a lot of that, but there are some things that I need need the keyboard for. To It's just like a convenience thing. And plus, Didn't you there, buy there the really expensive keyboard case that comes for the iPad? Uh, I didn't buy the expensive one. I bought a cheaper one, but mm-hmm. I, I use it for that mm-hmm. too. But there are some things where I just want a computer because I need to do things that only a computer can do. There's some browser <laughs> stuff that you can't do on the iPad yet. Once <laughs> iOS 13 comes out, maybe I'll be. Which you can only do in bed. Yeah, I got you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I use them both interchangeably. They're nice. So it's, uh, but it is. It's nice. I, it's I, I love it when you feel like you're losing steam because I'm totally destroying your point. I, that's my favorite part of the podcast. Every time we do. I, it. Look, I have the iPad Pro. Okay, I love the iPad right. Pro, but it just doesn't work with everything. So I right. have to have okay. it. All right. You try gotcha. using Quip. You try using Quip on an iPad. It does I, I not don't. Work. I refuse to. I just don't do show notes anymore. At that point in the night, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it just does not work. Does not work. But uh, I'll have a full review of it next uh, next episode when we do apps and doodads and the twenty dollar dongle I had so I can plug USB shit back into it. <laughs> Excellent. And I just have one last quick note before we go into the main show itself. I noticed that we're at episode 366 right now, which means if you stop at the previous episode, you've got one per day for the entire year. Oh, yeah. That's uh, what an accomplishment. (laughs) 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 Well, I was just thinking of the people who actually went back and listened to them all recently. Well, they're fucking crazy. They are fucking crazy. The news. 
You sure you don't want to stay in Canada, Brian? It's been one hell of a week down here in the States. It is uh, It is funny how many people texted and tweeted and wrote me, uh, maybe I should not come back. Because uh, in the <laughs> two weeks that I was in Canada, there were three. Well, there were actually more than three. Mm-hmm. There were three mass murders, uh, mass shootings that made the news in the U.S. There were uh, about five more uh, that didn't quite, uh, that weren't gory enough, apparently, to make the didn't news. Didn't quite hit the body count. Yeah. Uh, the entire time I was in Canada, there were two mass murders. Uh, one was a family thing, not involving a gun. Uh, the other one did involve a gun, and the entire country was aghast, and three people died. And there's a massive countrywide manhunt on for the people that did it. Okay. So slight, slight difference. Slight, slight difference. difference. In between slight response, difference. yes. Um, you know, um, God damn, I can't believe we're still here talking about this but here we are again here we are oh, again we'll be here and, again. Uh, we'll be here again but the technology yeah. side of this one is the, really yeah, we'll just do the tech side of this because it yeah. is pretty cut and clear and there are solutions to this take it away jason so cloudflare has decided to shut down 8chan we'll cut them off from their service they can still go out and find service but yeah good on cloudflare for for Slow taking clap. a stand yeah Slow clap. about time uh, so they shut down the Daily Stormer before and, you know, basically kicked Alex Jones off the Internet and did all sorts of stuff. So I, you know, it's interesting that these guys have, you know, said this is the last time we're going to do this. Oh, hold my beer. We're doing it again <laughs> because people keep doing stupid shit. Well, it's refreshing because these are people that are literally a platform that are saying we're not a platform. We, we need to make a choice. And, Absolutely. you know, the platforms that are making millions of dollars, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Twitters are not making these hard choices. Um, I can't uh, I, I can't give Cloudflare enough props for this. And Matthew Prince in specific, who is the one that basically came out and said that we need to do this. And you're right. You do. And so does Facebook. And so does Twitter. And so does YouTube. And so do all the other platforms out there. You know, there's free speech and there's fucking insanity. Yeah. And this is insanity. So it's interesting that uh, Frederick Brennan, the guy who started 8chan, who we actually talked about a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, an interesting write up on him. He's just mm-hmm. like, turn the fucking thing off. Yeah, he agrees. He's like, shut it down. Just shut yeah. it down. Like, th- this is not what this was ever supposed to be for. I yep. believe the exact quote is do the world a favor and shut it off. Agreed. Yep. yep. So, and it's going to be whack a mole. It's going to be whack a mole, though. You know, they're going to pop is up it, though? again. But- because, well, if they and they have to find a safe harbor mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden people are starting to turn around and going, we're not going to host you. Yeah, we may be a platform, but we're not going to host you because we're not going to host this crazy shit. Right. We're That's not going to be liable. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that has a web server somewhere. But uh, the thing is the critical mass. Right. So if you shut mm-hmm. down HN, which had critical mass. Now they have to go find this. They're going to be all over Discord and there's going to be all over these these other fringe sites. But will they be able to conglomerate into the amount of people again? And that's what I'm hoping will stop because you have to kill that critical mass aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make it harder. Make it harder. So as as long as people are cognizant of what's happening and can see these things start to sprout up. And like I said, whack-a-mole, knock them down. Don't give them don't give them the air to breathe. Yeah, and if you're not sure why this is important, we will have a show, uh, a link in the show notes called A-Chan is the normal part of mass shootings now over at Slate that kind of gives you your basics about what's been going on with A-Chan and these insane shootings and these neo-Nazis and these white supremacists, because it has been a haven for them. And they run through 
the last 15 to 20 that have happened, not just in the U.S., other places as well. And uh, yeah, it, it, it needs to be shut down and it's getting shut down. And that's a good thing. All right. Enough of that. Moving on. All right. Moving on. Uh, speaking of whack-a-mole, Google's new Chrome makes it easier to bypass newspaper paywalls. As those of us in the know have known for quite some time, if you just turn on Google Chrome's incognito mode, all of a sudden those views that you had at New York Times and Vulture and other sites of such place went away and you got to just look at articles. Well, they figured that out because it's whack-a-mole and mm-hmm. they put in... You know, they put in a little bit of code that said you can't look at this site in incognito mode anymore. And now Chrome is Chrome 76, which was released on Tuesday, has closed that loophole, allowing you to see it again. So that'll work for about a month or two until it goes away again. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm this is one of those ones where I'm on the fence with, you know, I do think that people should pay for news. I pay for news. I pay for a lot of news. I agree. We both do. You and I both do. And we we even have joined mutual accounts that are paid for by our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. I mean, our Washington Post, the New mm-hmm. York Times, mm-hmm. uh, Stratechery. Well, actually, yep. I haven't gotten paid for any of those. I pay for those myself. Hey, man, I need some, oh. I need some cash back. <laughs> take a cut, bitch. Send me All the right. logins and take a cut. <laughs> All right. I will do. Anyway, but uh, I am not averse to paying for news. I do every now and again have to use that workaround to just get a story that we're going to talk about and link to. Yep. But for the most part, you know. I, I don't mind paying for news and, and I don't know if Google should be in the business of doing this, honestly. No, it, it just, they're kind of knowingly um, screwing people, screwing content yeah. creators. They, they really are. Um, you know, it's a great thing for us as we say these things, but mm-hmm. as uh, you know, we have a, we have a friend of the show that always writes us confused about Sweden. Well, this is one of those issues, right? This is yeah. one of those exact issues where for the most part, we, we, when we find a news source that we like, we pay for it. Um, but sometimes when we're on the fence about things, I, I mean, I guess the fact, the fact of the matter is if we're reading five or 10 articles a month and we're hitting that paywall, maybe we should pay up. We should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, it's the one-offs that always and, get and me. And Google shouldn't <laughs> give us that advantage to go ahead and get away with it for free. I think Google's point, though, is that it's about privacy because you can be uh, like uh, fingerprinted in incognito mode, which is what they were doing to get past this. The first thing I read a long time ago, were they, they may have really being this. fingerprinted, though, I, or was it just I, my understanding when I read this? And maybe I'm wrong. You you may have read this more than I did and may, may more, know more of the tech than me. I just thought they basically just shut down. Oh, we can tell if they're in incognito mode off. You don't get to see Okay, anything. that could yeah, that could be it. Because I don't I remember think they were being before. fingerprinted. Which okay. which doesn't give Google much of a fucking stand. That's true. Because yeah, the original way that they were doing it was they were uh, um uh, what you could do is like there was a style sheet trigger right. that was being being sent that then like when the page loaded, they could read the DOM and find that incognito style sheet mm-hmm. switch. And say, oh, okay, if that style sheet is there, that switch in a style sheet is there, then they're in incognito mode. Okay. And that's what I thought the original one was. So if they, if all they did was, you know, change that flag in their CSS or in the <laughs> browser's, you know, DOM implementation, then that could be it. Yeah, see, my understanding of it was basically just like they could tell you're in an incognito mode and they shut you off. That's it. Okay. So. Yeah, see, that's not really protecting privacy because if you're in an incognito mode... You're in incognito mode. So, yes. <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to read up on this a little more just so I know the tech a little bit better, because I haven't I haven't looked into incognito mode in a long time. 
But yeah, in the old either. days, that's what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of don't want to go look into it because I'll probably get PTSD triggers yeah. from looking at source code. No. Well, and, and just to be on the negative side of all this, because we just kind of basically said you should pay for stuff. If incognito mode's not doing it for you, just turn on your VPN. Moving on to other things that are probably not a good idea and might be screwing our privacy. Here we go. An AI bar system. Make sure patrons are served in the right order. Sounds good, right? Oh, no, that sounds terrible. Doesn't it, though? Yes. That sounds terrible. According to the article, there are two kinds of people in this world. Those that queue patiently at the bar for their drinks because they recognize their place in the great order of things. And those that elbow their way to the front and jump to the queue because they're massive jerks. Ah, but there's a th- there's a third person in there that they're not talking about. Those of the us bar- that know the bartenders. <laughs> exactly. Those of us who are regulars and know the people who are going to serve the drinks that we can go, yo, refill. That's yes. the, that's the, that's that's our type of bar patron. That is our type because we're alcoholics. But British data science company DataSpark Q has developed a bit of technology that uses facial recognition technology to put customers in an intelligently virtual queue, letting bar staff know who is really next and who's just being rude. Oh, screw that. So they're testing this out in London. And the bartender said the regulars were a bit skeptical at first, but as soon as they saw it in action, they were sold. It enables us to maximize our pouring potential and cuts out the need for sharp elbows when it's busy. The system works by displaying a live video of everyone queuing on a screen above the bar. A number appears above each customer's head, which represents their place in the queue and gives them an estimated wait time until they get served. Bar staff will know exactly who's next, helping bars and pubs to maximize their ordering efficiency and to keep the drinks flowing. It also comes with an automatic age verification. So if somebody looks underage, they'll be prompted to get their ID out before they reach the head of the queue. User data is, and here's the rub, deleted locally and from the cloud at the end of every night. Is it? Is it? (laughs) Is it? Is it? Because the next sentence in the article says the technology also provides data insights to bar managers on drinking patterns and peak times to help them optimize their staffing requirements, which tells me that that data is not deleted. Yeah. Well, hmm. I mean, there, there, there's there's two types of data there. There is the <laughs> facial recognition data. Yes. And then there's also just, you know, oh, I'm pattern, sorry, the anonymized data. data. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you're just counting people in times and drinks, well, right. you can de-anonymize from somebody's drink order. I'm but guessing if obviously you have enough data points. <laughs> the the next step for this this AI would be recognize the local and know what they want to drink already, so you have yes. the drink waiting for them. And the VIP club that you can spend, you know, twenty dollars a month to get ahead of the queue, exactly. and then we're back to where we started. With yes, we were right where we were without all this stupid technology. Yes, or we just go into the fucking bar and get a drink. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> That's true, too. Well, I found this one over at BGR. E-scooters aren't as green as you think. Shocking. <laughs> You're going to turn blue and pass out one of these days. I know, that. I might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have the lung capacity you once had as a as a young man. So. I've, been, I've been doing swing lessons with the kid. I'm pretty good. All right. There you go. Well, a team of researchers from NC State took an in-depth look at the overall environmental impact of the e-scooter trend, examining the emissions output associated with building, shipping and charging the scooter, as well as travel habits of individuals who use them often. 
And uh, how about so, the piece of shit fucking pickup trucks I see picking up 75 scooters every day in fucking Santa Monica, belching fucking smoke and gas from their horrible exhaust systems that haven't been checked in a while? Let me read from the article. The most <laughs> damning aspect of e-scooter proliferation seems to be the fact that the companies rely on other vehicles, gas burning trucks and vans to collect the scooters and redistribute them to locations where they are picked up by users. Guess I should have read the article. <laughs> We found that the environmental impact from the electricity used to charge the e-scooters is fairly small, about 5% of its overall impact. The real impact comes largely from two areas, using other vehicles to collect and redistribute the scooters and emissions related to producing the materials and components that go into each scooter and also scraping them up from the bottom of Venice Canal. Well, there's that. Obviously, we can't do anything about the emissions related to producing the materials and components that build each scooter. But you know what fix the entire other area? Docks. Oh, there you go. Do some docks. The one thing that I've been saying since day one, since this fucking scourge has landed on us in every city in the goddamn world, don't do dockless. Dock the fuckers. Fixes everything. Yep. Well... I think the I think the doc genie is out of the bag now. So unfortunately, it is not in Toronto, yes, though. I is. have to say that about Toronto. The great thing about Toronto, I, I and the one that my wife, when we came back the other day, uh, just yesterday, and we were driving around a little bit, she's like, oh, yeah, scooters. We didn't see any of those, did we? Yeah. The only thing that they have in Toronto docked bikes. And it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. They don't even do dockless bikes. Nope. All docked. Wow, what a. What a beautiful world. Civilized. 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 All, they are Canadian all, after all. Come on, man. <laughs> also, no guns. Yeah, well, yeah. here's an interesting one for you in the Santa Monica area. Our friends yes. at Snap. Oh, Snap, joy. Snap, Snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking to raise a billion dollars in private debt offering. Got to keep Apparently. the company afloat somehow since nobody gives a crap. Yeah. Have, when was the last time you heard Snap in the news or Snapchat in the news? Nope. Except for when they're when they're coming hat in hand to get more money. That's about it, really. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of people running around. They There used to be a lot of people running around with their badges. We don't need no stinking badges uh, in the area from Snap and nobody, nobody anymore. Because <laughs> most of the people got fired. All the engineers mm-hmm. are gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't see people wearing those Snap glasses anymore? I've never seen anybody wearing those Snap glasses. Not uh. once ever in the wild. And I live where Snapchat is based. You'd think I'd see somebody. I've seen one person in the wild wearing uh, Snapchat glasses, and it was that asshole AJ from The Art of Charm that fired me. So that tells you right there. (laughs) What a shit stain. Anyway, so this is apparently a common thing that uh, uh, public companies do. Like Netflix does it all the time when they need more money to go make some more crappy comedy specials. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's interesting because the debt offering will be used to cover the cost of general operating expenditures involved in running the business, but also potentially to acquire complementary businesses, products, services or technologies. <laughs> Why don't you just use the money that you're making? Oh, wait, you don't make enough. Oh, you don't make any money. If anybody's looking for any Henry Miller chairs, there's going to be a lot going on sale on Craigslist Venice in a very, very short time. I think you mean Herman Miller chairs, but you oh, know, Herman Snap Miller, might have Smi- Snap might be using Henry Miller's because Henry uh, Miller was the uh, um, author er- erotica author, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the uh, yeah, no, that's good. That was you wouldn't good want Henry Miller's chairs. <laughs> they probably need some disinfecting. I don't know if Uma Thurman was sitting in it. That's true. That. That's true. Yeah, just saying. 
All right. And uh, in other news, I saw this uh, on Vox, 22%. And I'm sorry about this, millennials. I know we have quite a few millennial listeners these days. 22% of millennials say they have no friends. Oh, okay. So member uh, members of the millennial generation right now are 23 to 38. 38. Millennials are about to turn 40. You guys are fucked. you have no idea what's about to hit you so these ought to be the prime years of careers taking off and starting families uh, before joints really begin to ache yet as a recent poll and some corresponding research indicate there's something missing for many in this generation companionship a recent poll from YouGov, a polling firm and market research agency found that 30 percent of millennials say they feel lonely this is the highest percentage of all the generations surveyed Furthermore, 22% of millennials in the poll said they had zero friends. Zero. Wow. 22% of people don't have any friends. They should all 20- get together. <laughs> if only there was some <laughs> internet thing that yeah. enabled them to meet other people on 8chan. Uh, oh, God, oh, wait. That could be the problem. Uh, 27% said they had no close friends. 30% they have no best friends. And 25% they said they had no acquaintances. What the fuck, man? Seriously. Look, Jason, like, of all my friends, you'd be the closest to all this. And I know you have friends. I got a ton of friends. Yes, you have a ton of friends. (laughs) You just refuse to leave the house, but you stay in touch with people. So I was kind of wondering, like, is it the internet? But then I thought about you. That was that was my thought. Like, first off, I was like, obviously, this is internet usage. Obviously, this is people staying at home and just being on Facebook and blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, well, Jason never leaves the house, but he manages to maintain both close friendships and acquaintanceships. Yeah. So what's going on <laughs> with the millennials, Jason? I have no idea. That's I'm just stunned. frightening. I'm stunned that when we started this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the, the upper age range of millennials was like around 30. Yeah. And now and it's, another it's creeping up on 40. 40. <laughs> oh man, we got to go to Gen Z next. We're apparently we do. We have to, we need a new target, but I'm worried about you. Millennials have friends, people find a uh, friend us on Twitter. We'll be friends with you. Come on. Nobody should have no friends. This is terrifying. I know. I feel bad for making fun of them all these years. Maybe maybe we're part of the problem. <laughs> maybe we're part of the problem. All right. We, we'll never make fun of you again. Don't pick up a gun and, and find us on Twitter. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Pretty please. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have time to read this story because this is breaking right before we decided to record, but I thought this was interesting, and I'm sure we'll talk about this with Bittner. Microsoft caught Russian state hackers using IoT devices to breach networks. Yeah, I've been hearing about this one earlier this week. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're basically using, you know, IoT things like printers and smart light bulbs and basically like everything that we always said had really shitty security. Mm-hmm. It was connected to the network to mm-hmm. use that as an access point and then wheedle their way into the network. Mm-hmm. Told you yeah. it was coming. Mm-hmm. Remember, the S Remember? in IoT stands for st- stands for security. There's that. And uh, the Mueller report. Jeez. What was he saying was happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. This episode is sponsored by Eero. Eero is a home Wi-Fi system like nothing you've seen. Look, the single router model just doesn't work for our increasingly high bandwidth world. Simple physics. Like light waves, Wi-Fi does not go through walls. We all know this. Come on, you can't leave the room without your Wi-Fi crapping out. It's like imagining a light bulb in your living room wanting to light your bedroom. It doesn't work. But so many people get the crappy Wi-Fi system from their ISP and expect it to work everywhere. You need a distributed system, and 
Eero is that system. Current Wi-Fi routers are really tough to manage and optimize. The Eero app lets you manage your entire network from the palm of your hand so you know how many devices are connected at any given point, as well as the internet speed you're getting from your service provider. And you can also easily create and share a guest network, which is really handy, by the way. I gotta tell you. Eero is protected with state-of-the-art WPA2 encryption, and because it controls the hardware and the software for your network, it ensures that you're always secure. Since traditional routers don't push software updates to their customers, they're left vulnerable to cyber attacks. When was the last time you updated a router? Come on. Eero updates automatically so that you not only have the latest features, but the latest security at all times. You never have to think about it. And now they've got Eero Plus, which is designed to provide simple, reliable security that defends all your home's devices against threats like malware, spyware, phishing attacks, as well as unsuitable content. The combination of Eero with Eero Plus provides complete protection for your network. And I got to say, once you get your network set up with your, your base station and your Eero beacons, it's incredible how far this thing goes. I've got my router in the, in the front of the house, and I am in a garage all the way in the back of the house, across the backyard and in the back, and I get terrific signal. This thing has been a game changer for me. So I highly recommend getting an Eero if you're looking for a Wi-Fi solution. Even if you're not looking for a Wi-Fi solution and you don't have an Eero, trust me, you want to get one. So never think about Wi-Fi again. Get $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. Visit Eero.com slash G-O-G and at checkout, enter code G-O-G. That's E-E-R-O dot com slash G-O-G. Media Candy. I had high hopes, too. I worked my way through Star Trek Discovery uh, on my trip to Canada. Uh, but that did not happen at all. Aww, uh, there, was, there was next to no media, but uh, I'll make up for that in, in at the library shortly. But I do have two quick uh, drunk on a plane movie reviews. Uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. How was it? Uh, I don't remember a goddamn thing about it, except there was a lot of 90s music. Okay. <laughs> um, did you see it? No, I, I'm, I'm, I gave up. I'm done with them. I, I'm done with superheroes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched that. Uh, there wasn't. A lot of choices. It seemed okay. Just, you know, whatever. Same, um, it's the same movie with just different people in different yeah, costumes. Yeah, it, this one had a blonde with a red, yeah. I mean, a blonde Superman outfit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm pissing off everybody that's super into the Marvel <laughs> universe, but whatever. Um, and I'm about to piss you off a lot more because on the way back home, I watched uh, Avengers Endgame. And? <laughs> I'm sure that was incredibly meaningful to people that give a shit about these characters that mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I could tell that there were moments that this was supposed to mean something to me, but it didn't because I don't care because they're fucking superheroes and they should have stayed in a comic book. But for all you people that cried, good on you. Get a fucking <laughs> life. see that's the problem maybe maybe it's not the internet with the millennials is everybody stays home and watches these comic book movies and superhero movies and don't don't get out and meet their friends uh, they they spent so much time on certain characters and i'm sure it was super meaningful in some way if you gave a shit about any of this stuff but as a layperson who's probably seen half of the marvel universe extended universe whatever the fuck cinematic oh mcu sorry mcu people. yes the mcu um, law and order mcu dun, dun. you know I, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, 
it was better than the last one. What was that last one that I saw? Uh, it was, it was Avengers snap. something or, or Infinity Wars. Yeah, that this one was better than that one because at least a couple of people died. It was great to see Robert Downey Jr. die because I hate that fuck. So spoiler alert. <laughs> whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it was supposed to be meaningful. It wasn't. Who cares? Okay, yeah. so that was my review of that. <laughs> I see. I think the problem with with all these MCU stories and movies. There's just too damn many of them. I mean, There's even too by, many. The, by the end of Lord of the Rings trilogy, I'm like, would you just fucking done. die, Frodo? <laughs> I just yeah. want him to die. Come no on. No shit. And the, when they came out with The Hobbit, I was like, no, no, we don't need The Hobbit. We were good. We, we were fine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's my problem. And like, oh, MCU stage four is coming. Woo. Oh, shit. Stick a needle in. My uh, and speaking please. of who gives a shit, sadly, um, Star Trek Picard will have its own prequel comic and novel. Not even Picard is going to get me to read a goddamn prequel comic. Yeah, that's really pushing <laughs> it for me. The yes. novel, I, w- I will definitely read the novel. The novel, I will read, yes. So, but, yeah, yeah, the streaming shows have had literally literary tie-ins before, but not quite like this. So we're going to get two things. We're going to get a three-part IDW comic book series, Star Trek Picard Countdown which will kick off in November 2019 and send her on a mission that will change the life of the legendary Starfleet captain. Sadly, this is probably the thing I'd like to read the most, but I'm not going to read a goddamn comic. I don't have a problem with comics. I'm just like, I don't want too much information out of the gate. I kind of like the show to reveal it as it goes. Yes. I'm kind of, I mean, that's really what I want. (laughs) Yeah, me too. We're getting the novel, The Last Best Hope, which will follow in February 2020. It'll be published by Simon & Schuster and introduce some of the new characters you'll see in Picard. You may want to read up then, especially if you aren't a diehard fan. I'm with you, Jason. I'm not going to read either. I'm going to see the show on its own merits. Yeah, I kind of want to do that because I don't want to have like preconceived notions coming into it. I want to go in with fresh eyes and a fresh brain and say, hey, wow me, you know? Yep, that's what I'm looking for as well. Yeah, because it just seems lazy. Lazy and yep. like just opportunistic. Actually, but, it just seems like a cash-in. Yeah, pretty yep. much. Well, I watched the last season of Orange is the New Black. Should That's I? A, hell no. Okay, perfect. My I haven't God. watched in like four years. so <laughs> We seriously hate-watched this, trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, no, there's nothing happy in this entire thing. It's just right. like, it, it, it was pure sadness porn. And... You know, we're just like, and they're introducing new characters and storylines. We're like, why? Why do you introduce a new character in a final season? I, for no reason, just a, it was filler. It was just filler. So, I mean, no, talk, talk about something you can skip. Ooh, this one you can totally skip. There was, I I feel good. good I feel good jumping out when I did about four years ago. Yeah, that's (laughs) actually jumping out the first season is probably the best thing because that was a great season. The first season was phenomenal. Yeah, Everything else after that was just crap. <laughs> and also, here's the thing. This thing ran for seven seasons, and you find out it, somewhere at the beginning of this one that Piper was only in jail for 18 months. Like, what? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> uh, I found this one over at Dig. Why the new Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show should embrace change. And I Why was just, is there a new Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show? Bingo. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know about it until I saw this. And I'm like, oh, no, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I liked the movie. I was fine with the movie. I had no problem. It was with it. OK. It was not fantastic, but it was it, OK. It was it OK was enough. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. the problem here is some of the uh, the people that are going to be working on this show. Oh, yeah, it's just not going to be. It's. It, I don't. I. There's no. Get there's the Amazon team that was behind <laughs> Good Omens to do this, and I'm on board. Otherwise, forget it. Well, that's the thing. You know, that would be Neil Gaiman. Yep. who has a history of working with Douglas Adams, wrote yep. like the first book with Douglas Adams or about yep. Douglas Adams. Get that, get Neil Gaiman on it. But then I'm on board. Yep. Yeah. But this, no, 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 no. Do some research into the guys who are behind it. And you'll see, I think one of them comes from like uh, one of the lost spinoffs or lost. Oh, itself, God, or, no. oh God. Yeah. I'm like, okay. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So new hitchhikers guide, not going to watch. Mm-hmm. And I did get into some Katie Sackhoff news because I listened to her on uh, uh, ID10T, Chris Hardwick's new podcast. I always want to say Nerdist, but it's not. It's ID10T. Yeah, it's not the Nerdist anymore. Yeah. yeah, but Katie Sackhoff was on, and she's funny as hell. I'm a huge fan of her personally. She hasn't yeah. been in anything good since BSG, but uh, you weren't she's a Longmire amazing. fan. Uh, no, I did not like Longmire. <laughs> obviously don't like afterlife i did watch one episode and i was like nope done um but i'm a huge fan of four. her i got through four as, as a person uh <laughs> we we shared a personal trainer for a while so i oh, got wow. to learn a lot about her and i even met her once she's wonderful yeah great person yeah. she's so got a new I, uh, youtube series out now so i'm can... totally gonna watch this because i yeah. like her mm-hmm. <laughs> highly recommend you go check out the id10t podcast on your bike ride it was really good it was really okay. good well very funny she's she's fucking hilarious yeah, she's so, really funny. Yeah, well worth well worth the listen on that one. It's only it's a short one. It's like an hour or so. Excellent. And we've had a lot of Cure news recently, and I ran across this. The Cure's Robert Smith lists his fa- thirty favorite songs from the eighties, and there's a Spotify playlist buried Ooh. in this somehow at uh, Far Out Magazine. And most of these songs I totally agree with. Not really into the Yoko Ono pick, but you know, <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. But uh, most of these are fantastic. So it's a great playlist. Go listen to it. I I agree with it uh, almost a hundred percent. Yeah, you can't you can't agree. say can't agree with Yoko Ono. No. Yes, and uh, I was a as I said I was in Toronto recently, and my friends bought me tickets to go see a band that they love. And Jason, this band has your name all over it, so that's why I'm putting it in the show notes. I normally wouldn't talk about this. I enjoyed the show a lot. It's not really my cup of tea, but Jason, you would love this band. They're called Idols. Link in the show notes. You will love this band, Jason. Go listen to them when we're done with this podcast. You'll be a huge fan immediately. Well, spoiler alert. I already listened to them while I was working on the show notes for the show earlier tonight. And I fucking love this band. I figured you would. (laughs) (laughs) They're fantastic. And if a friend of the show Fogarty's listening, go check them out, too. I think it's up his alley. Yeah, this is definitely up your guy's alley. Right up there. And they were phenomenal live. I've got to say. So catch them when you can. All right. Which will be never because I don't leave the house. so what i did do a lot in canada was read and it was wonderful um i finished reading children of ruin by adrian tchaikovsky which is the follow-up to uh let's see what was the first spiderland children of time spiderland yes uh which i thought was a great book but horribly depressing um this was an even better follow-up i this this series has the possibility of becoming up there in my sci-fi pantheon of all time. 
Really? We'll see. I'm looking forward to the third one. I cannot wait. I don't think it's out yet. I haven't looked into it yet, but I, uh, I'm assuming not because this is this one came out in 2019. So I guess we're going to have to wait a while. But this was amazing. Really good. Really, really good. Made the first huh. book worthwhile. I loved it. Okay, is there still it. more spider people and stuff? There's there's beyond spider people. There there are I I cannot spoiler alert it, but there's okay. you know, there's bacteria people now. It's oh, good. I'm going to pass. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's really worth it and I can't wait to read the third series and, or third book in the series and see where he goes with it. It's really good, Jason. I can't recommend it I, enough. I really think you should give it a go. I just I couldn't get through the spider people. I know, I know, but they're still there. But yeah, just have to deal. You just have to deal. Okay, maybe maybe on. one of these days. All right. And then I read some basic popcorn sci-fi stuff. Uh, Nomad, the New Earth book series by uh, Matthew Mather. And then also Sanctuary, which is book two. Normally, Breaking the rules. <laughs> we, yeah, I broke the rules, but it's one of those ones where they don't, there's nothing changes. They, they pick up where it left off. There okay. shouldn't actually, they sh- it shouldn't be two books. It should just oh, be one. one. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be three slash four books. Apparently, I've started on the third one already. Uh, it's you know popcorn sci fi. It's fine. Something come you know uh, something comes in, destroys the earth, and people try to figure it out from there. And there's conspiracies and stuff like that. It's okay. okay. It's so it's basically, not is it screenplay format. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely shooting for a movie. You know, they blow up the Vatican and spoiler alert and shit <laughs> okay. like that. So obviously screenplay uh shooting for it, but uh it's okay. It's it's fine. I'm not angry about it yet. And uh you know, the flip to the script, uh, the main character is a strong female lead. So well done. I like that. It's <laughs> Did not she the fall scientist. Fall in love with an old professor yet? Not yet. She hasn't <laughs> fallen she fell in love with an Italian uh fucking uh billionaire. So, you know. Okay. Something, something's never changed, but at least yeah. a strong female lead. So good on, good on you for that. So I've enjoyed the first two. I'm reading the third right now, and uh, I will take a break before the fourth because I think it's just getting ridiculous. Okay, okay. I listened to a podcast called Blackout. Mm-hmm. I was, this came out um, a while ago, and it's uh, like a eight nine part series that uh, was produced by Rami Malek, of all people. Ugh. Okay, I like him. What do you, you got a problem with him? I know, I know you don't like Mr. Robot, but I didn't Mr. know you had Robot a problem with him. Mr. Robot sucks. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he, he didn't write it. So. Well, yeah, but that's kind of the point. Is he good at writing anything? Uh, this is okay. It's, right. it's interesting. It's, um, it ended pretty abruptly, which was strange. But uh, yeah, it's basically about a blackout and nobody knows why and you know how people are doing in, in the post-blackout days. And he plays mm-hmm. a DJ, which is pretty oh, fun. Oh dear lord! <laughs> I did. I liked it. I liked it. It's not. It's not like you know. I'm not going to drop everything and say run out and listen to it. But if anybody's <laughs> curious about it, I did listen to it. And when the next season comes out, I'll continue listening to it. But you know, I'm going to batch it so when they're all out at once because they were only like 20 minutes long and they were um, sponsored by Sonos. So the sound is really, really good, and it's a full cast recording. So. Dear Sonos, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, we sound pretty good already. <laughs> there you go. Come on. We need some new Sonos gear. <laughs> I especially do. My Play 1s keep, uh, I have to manually restore them from factory settings like once a month now. So not happy with you, Sonos. But your podcast was okay. Moron of the week. 
Jason, you and I order a lot of stuff off Amazon. Uh, an inordinate amount of stuff, yes. Yeah. Occasionally we, we return things, right? Yeah, we do. We, we wait for our money to get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you know we could have made $370,000 by simply filling up our boxes with dirt and returning them? That would have been nice. That would have yeah. been nice. I could have, I could have handled that. Yeah, well, one guy did it in Spain. Unfortunately, he was arrested. <laughs> so there's therein lies the problem with your story here. Well, maybe you just make the first $100,000 and then you stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how far are you going to get on a hundred grand? Come on, it's nowadays? Yeah, well, he would order things and then he would fill up the boxes for items like iPhones with the exact weight of the product and dirt and then return them to Amazon. And then he would get his refund uh, yeah, and then... Uh, they would turn around and sell the original item as well, so double dipping. But he really seemed to think he wasn't going to get caught. How? I How don't can you know. think you're not going to get caught? Yes, and uh, again, the moron of the week, I'm not sure so much if it's the guy itself or the publisher of the story, which is the Lad Bible again, who said, the man who has been released on bail was able to pretty get pretty rich from the scam. No, because all the money was taken away. That's how this works. Yeah, you have to give yeah. it back. Yes. <laughs> it's not like, you, well, you, <laughs> Amazon's not going, good on you, arrest that yeah. man, and it, you can it doesn't, keep the coin. It doesn't stay in the bank account until you come out of jail. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> come on, LaDibble, you can do better than that. Yeah. And uh, then another morning of the week, Josh Hawley, um, who is a Missouri Republican senator, uh, and he's done some good things. He's one of the, for the most part, he's one of the good guys in our Congress because we've always talked about, you know, these people don't understand technology. This guy mostly does. Um, and he's introduced more than a few bills that are very, that I've been kind of behind. This new one that he's done today, though, or not today, this week, uh, not so much. He unveiled the Social Media Addiction Reduction Technology Act, or SMART Act. Yeah, I'm scratching my head over this one. This is really, really dumb. Yeah, well, he wants to curb what he calls social media addiction. Now, Mm -hmm. there's no denying this is happening, and uh, this legislation won't kill off social media companies, of course, but it would force them to change the core ways their products function. Among other things, it would ban infinite scroll and autoplay on their apps and websites. I'm 100% behind that, by the way. <laughs> I'm I'm down. Yeah, anything that bans autoplay, I'm definitely All down with. All in on that, 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, but here's the core of the bill, and this is just silly. It would automatically limit a user's time on a platform to 30 days a month unless they opt out. You mean 30 minutes a day, not 30 oh, days a month. 30 minutes. Because that is how many days are in a month. <laughs> well, that's that's what everybody's doing already. <laughs> that's yes. it, yeah. All right. So no 30, change there. <laughs> 30 minutes a day, uh, but they could change or remove the time limit, but they would have to go into settings to do that. That's, that's stupid. stupid. That's absolutely stupid. <laughs> that's absolutely stupid, and it's also... That's like, you know, that's it's, like, it's, it's not freedom, right? No, like, it's like, well, yeah. it's like the liquor store saying, we're going to limit you to a six-pack a day until you go home, drink that six-pack, <laughs> and come back and get another one. Yes, and then if you opt in, you're going to have another six-pack. Exactly. Yeah, that's stupid. So why bother? That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But thanks for trying. Thanks for and trying. I do have a hero of the week. I have Amazon, shockingly, as a hero of the week, because they're going to start fining resellers who ship products in oversized packaging. Because Finally. just today, I got a tiny little box in a gigantic box with a ton of fucking packaging stuck in there. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So let's stop doing that. Uh, so Amazon is introducing the frustration-free packaging program aimed to give customers minimal protective and functional packaging to keep items safe without adding unnecessary waste packaging. If Amazon sellers don't stick to the packaging guidelines, they could face a penalty, according to the Wall Street Journal. Packages which don't meet the new standards will be subject to a $1.99 surcharge the seller must pay. You may not think that's a lot, but for these sellers, that's a lot. That's a, that's that's way over the margins for a lot of yes, the things that you get. That's that's going to stop this very very quickly. And they're also offering a carrot as well as a stick. Amazon will give one dollar credit to sellers for each item that does meet the guidelines, at least temporarily. So that's amazing. Well done, Amazon. Here's the deal, though. Most of the things that I get from Amazon that are in the massive boxes with lots of padding and things are packed mm-hmm. by Amazon, not from the sellers. The sellers just give them products for most of it, and then they put the product in an Amazon box at the Amazon warehouse. So you actually make black. a very, very, very good point. And I yeah. hope they hold themselves to the same standards. <laughs> we are going to give ourselves one dollar for every time we pack something right. <laughs> Buy more Amazon stock. They're about to make a shit ton of money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Feedback loop. Over on Patreon, we've got a couple new subscribers, James, Patrick, and Daniel. And over at PayPal, we've got some new donations from Elizabeth, David, and William. Thanks, guys. And Thank gals. you so much. Yes, appreciate it. Over at Twitter, Brian writes in, I got this for my bike. Converts my regular bike into an e-bike. I use it to get to the train in the morning so I don't come into the office sweaty. Then I bike from the train in the evening to give me some exercise. And this is the Hilltopper Electric Bike Company. Got no problems with this whatsoever. Love it. Uh, you're doing your part for the environment. Fantastic. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I still want to give mm-hmm. me a rad power bike, but they're just a little too expensive. So, but anyway, Thomas writes in, you should stop using WhatsApp right now. And this is over at Slash Gear. And what this is coming down to, there's a whole big kerfuffle now because Facebook might be putting in back doors to the end-to-end encryption to use artificial intelligence to send your messages to humans who will read your messages and find out if you're going to go shoot up them all. <laughs> yeah, nothing new. We've been talking about that for a while. It is what it is. Moss 6502 writes in, scooters are coming to Puerto Rico because cities designed without sidewalks, unreliable electricity, and spotty cell phones are fucking perfect for this thing. <laughs> yes. And this yes. is the Scootel. <laughs> Do tell about the Scootel, please. The no-tell Scootel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Matthew writes in, IBM fired up to 100,000 older employees to make room for millennials, lawsuit alleges. To be fair, millennials are now 40. That's true. So <laughs> next year, they're going to be fired to make room for Gen Z. That's right. <laughs> and AJ writes in, Facebook doesn't need to listen to you. Everybody else does it for them. And this is a link to threat posts. Trivial bug turns home security cameras into listening posts. Well, fuck. Looks like I know what I'm doing tonight because <laughs> the cameras that are mentioned in this article. You are, might have. Yeah. <laughs> there are two of them right over my shoulders pointing at my garage right now. <laughs> I use the Amcrest cameras, which are basically uh, they're white labeled cameras from another distributor. So I have to go get some firmware updates to. Uh, I would assume there's going to be firmware updates pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, they say they say in the article that there are patches out for them. So All right. I have to go patch your go shit, people. Those. Yeah, great. <laughs> And over at GOG.show, Sherman wrote in, Hey, Grumps, read an interesting article last week that blows your good pal Elon Musk's dreams of living on Mars all to hell. It's a long read, but a very intriguing one. 
It's from Gizmodo. Humans will never colonize Mars. Never say never. I, I read never this entire never. article and I agree with most of the posts. We're not going to be there anytime soon. The technology is not there, but uh, 100% we will be on Mars. Because we're fucking this planet up. We got to go somewhere. <laughs> got nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. James writes in. It was great having uh, Christopher Lockhead on the other day. Same format, but longer dialogue, which is a refreshing change. Okay. He should definitely be your relieving anchor or guest three times a year. It breaks up the show a little, but I really like the way Jason kind of guided him and then explored things for a lot longer period of time. Great to have Brian back, though. Well, thank you. No, I actually um, I've never listened to our podcast recently. I listened to the show. It was very good. And and Chris was great. And I enjoyed the show very much. Chris, if you'd like me to be on your podcast, please do, um, because I know Jason is looking for a break. If you want me to be on your podcast and we can get to know each other and then you and I can co-host Grumpy Old Greeks when Jason wants a break, that'll work just fine for me. Works for me. I need, okay. a, damn, need a damn day off. So have Chris uh, get me on his show and we'll do it. All right. Chris, balls in your court. Mark writes in, regarding Domino's not being accessible, one thing you haven't mentioned with this story is that accessibility is good for search optimization. Search engines can't see shit. The things that make a website work for someone with a screen reader and other accessibility features have the secondary and not trivial benefit of being good for SEO. And since I'm listening while I'm writing that, well, I'm listening while I'm writing that Raoul Sood guy from Voodoo PC can eat shit. Back in the day, <laughs> my boss bought an Envy laptop. It was carbon fiber, bright orange with the tribal butterfly thing painted on it, matching wireless mouse. When it was assembled, the wires for the cooling fan in the bottom were pinched between the carbon case and the hard drive. After a couple of months, the insulation in the wires wore through and the carbon fire conducts electricity. The fan shorted out and it smoked the fan and a couple components. I had to fight with Raul for almost a month to get their repair covered because they tried to say it wasn't a manufacturing defect and wasn't covered under warranty. They only ended up covering half of the $800 repair bill. And then it came out like a month or maybe two later that they were bought by HP as if the $800 was coming out of his douchey pocket. <laughs> All right. I got two thoughts really quickly. Um, I never got a, a, a voodoo PC from Raul, but uh, I did try to order an Alienware once and I spent a top dollar on that. And that was a nightmare process. And I ended up canceling it. So fuck high end PCs. Yeah, Alienware's Alienware's a ripoff. Alienware's were total ripoffs. I mean, I I fucking like put like five grand into a PC back when five grand was fucking real money. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. and I never ended up getting the damn thing. So that was that was a nightmare. And the whole Domino's thing. When I was listening to you guys talk about that, I was like, hold on a second. Shouldn't blind? I know for a fact that you can order a pizza by voice through the Alexa. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can do it through Siri. Isn't the whole point of the ladies in the tube and and this voice technology 100% for blind people? Don't they have it covered through that? Probably. And there also there's this other device that we've had around for a very long time. It's mm-hmm. called a telephone. There's that as well. Yeah. And I do yeah. believe that you can... The screen you can order a pizza through that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's that. I think the biggest issue that Chris had was that it's a really stupid PR move for him, and they could have actually just no, done it's, this. It's, and been uh, yes, the, he was 100% right about that from the PR perspective. But from the tech perspective, it's absolutely ridiculous, the lawsuit. It's mm. absolutely ridiculous, because there are a million ways for blind people to order a pizza from Domino's. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, a million. I, I, there's at least more than zero, if you count yes, not there's a lot more than zero. 
All right. So Neil writes in, Jason, what's the deal with not talking about the jury stuff? I was looking forward to that. You're the only one. Thought it was over and you could talk about it all now. I'll well, try it no, out. Hang on, hang on. No, I got I to gotta answer that. Uh, Bittner wanted to talk about it. And we had all this time where we, we kept missing each other because he was gone or I was gone. So we never went into it. But uh, if anybody still cares, we can talk about it maybe next episode when Bittner's on. At the end of the show, after the regular show, it'll be an add-on. <laughs> maybe we do it as a Patreon thing. Yeah, that may be because it's not really tech. And it was just, oh, God. Yeah, I, I, I will be also, angry. Also, I've already heard it, so. so I can't sit through it again. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Dave, and, Dave and I will just go off into a corner and record that, and then we'll put it out as an extra, maybe. But I'm guessing even Dave probably doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he said, also try to have Dashlane for my password managers. I got it for free from work. That thing is awesome. I fully switched from one password to Dashlane and solely recommend it to anyone. I believe it is still a subscription model. I'm out. <laughs> and I'm and I'm not sure, as my link said, it was a lifetime license that talked about it like once a day and done by. Anywho, keep up the great work, though I may disagree with some of your politics. I love the show and agree with most of what you say. Don't get discouraged by those other jack wagons out there. Well, we're not. We're fine. <laughs> and Cameron wrote in, hey, guys, just wanted to share this. And it's an interesting article over at the Charlotte Observer called Here's How Many People Have Gotten Hurt in Scooter Crashes Around Charlotte and Raleigh. So if you're interested in the scooter Scooter News and Scooter Stats, go check it out. Yep. Pierre writes in, Hi, my favorite grumps, avid listeners to your podcast. For two years now, you have traveled with me during my shifts for... Deliveroo! And picking this lime scooters. <laughs> and picking this lime... Uh, picking up lime scooters? Not Probably sure picking up lime scooters, yeah. yeah. My journey in the evil world is over. I can go back to being a physicist. I have self-published my thesis a few years ago. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I want to broadcast it via podcast. It's written in audio. It talks about artificial life and tries to explain my theory of equivalences. It's in French, has a duration of around 11 hours, and is composed of 48 files. In short, I need a bit of help to broadcast it as a podcast. I would be delighted to translate it into English, starting with two numbers. You could peek between 1 and 48. Stay grumpy a bit and enjoy life, family, friends, and this lovely planet, Pierre. Okay. Oh, my God. That's a long... <laughs> I don't speak French, so we're kind of screwed on that. I'll throw you an email offline and give you give you some <laughs> tips on how to get that started. But uh, yeah, it's uh, whew, that's a long one. All yeah. right, Barrett writes in. So the parent company YouTube. of TikTok, YouTube. There you go. Where all the crazy theories go. Barrett writes in. So the parent company of TikTok, formerly Musically, has decided that it needs to make its own smartphones. To the focus is on meeting the needs of Smartisan's existing customer base. <laughs> Smartisan's, which is mm -hmm. what people who make annoying videos, I'm going to guess that we'll never see this phone. Uh, yeah, never you're know. never going to see this phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're never going to see it. TikTok is doing very well for themselves, though, with the Generation Z, I guess we're calling them. Probably. Um, they're, they're doing quite well, but they don't need to they're they're making a big mistake this is like snapchat going into snap classes this is yeah. stupid yeah yeah you don't you need have, hardware piggyback, yeah piggyback on the existing infrastructure out yep. there exactly like god intended and over at itunes organ lander <laughs> i can't pronounce this <laughs> uh writes in slippery slope it starts with a curious press of a button before you know it you've grabbed the tail of the dragon shout out to morgan for dealing me my first episode a witty, informative, snarky, sobering look at the world of tech and what went wrong. I picked up a few episodes back in March. 
As a glutton for punishment, I went back to episode numero uno and began to binge the whole thing. And Mikey. you get a fucking sticker. What a, <laughs> a uh, magnet. A magnet. <laughs> My commute allows me to polish off an episode of every day or two. I cheered at episode 100, was jubilant at episode 200, and can't wait to reach episode 300. From Babies Born, congrats, to watching Bam Bam, Brian, drink, on, yeah, Jason's, Chinese web, on Chinese, Jason's Chinese webcams, I'm hooked, currently up to December of 2017, miles to go before I sleep. <laughs> I really enjoyed this comment because I forgot how much shit we've been through since we started this thing. It's oh ridiculous. my god, man. Like life, huge life changes. For both of us, yeah, many, many times, yeah. And this is like our diary. I, it's crazy how much stuff we've done since. Yeah, then. I gotta delete all this shit when my kid uh, gets his own phone. <laughs> yeah, just block your own IP address. <laughs> yeah, and we got another five star rating from Bruno AK Nine, who says, "Reliably awesome. This podcast is probably the only one I listen to regularly. I hate when they get political." so do we uh but then they seem to realize that we all don't agree with each other and avoid the topic as often as possible this is the most professionally sounding podcast out there cheers to jason and they are funny interesting and snarky Woohoo! that's us that's us if you want your question or comment read on the show head over to gog.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air and if you're so inclined please head over to gog.show slash itunes and toss us a five-star and snarky review Uh, rest in peace to Toni Morrison, who is a novelist, a uh, towering novelist of the black experience who died at 88, according to the New York Times. She was our 1993 Nobel laureate in literature. And, um, you know, we talk a lot. Uh, we have an at the library section. We talk a lot about sci-fi books, but I've read all of her books. They're fantastic. Um, it's just books I would never discuss on the show. So if you're looking for something new and you want to expand your mind a little bit, go read some Toni Morrison. Great books. Unbelievably good. We have uh, experienced a major loss. And a big shout out to all of my Torontonian friends. I had such a good time as per usual, and I can't wait to see you all again. Um, yeah, had, had lots of good drinks. Good times. And a big shout out to everybody who sent me birthday wishes. Thank you very, very much. And big shout out to my roommate who took me to the polo lounge on Sunday, where we got to see Kylie Jenner. And her boyfriend, uh, Tony Scott, was it Tony Scott, the rapper? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so we had billionaires on one side, and then on the other side was Ozzy and the family. Oh, cool. So Ozzy and the whole family was there. Ozzy's not doing too well, man. He's, he's, well, not there's a reason the show isn't shape. still on the air. Yeah, man. He had, uh, he had like a nurse with him and walking really slow, and re it's not good. It's not good yep. for the old Ozster. But it was cool to see, you know, Sharon and the whole family there. It was neat. I love the drugs, Polo Lounge. Drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, seriously. Well, until next time, I'm still Jason DeFilippo. And I'm still Brian Schulmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 366. And there you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.